If you cast your mind back to April's Academy Awards, Ali, as you mentioned, uh, Thomas Vinterberg won the Oscar for Best International Feature Film for another round. The film's been floating around internationally for quite a long time, but in the UK its release has been held back for cinemas reopening. Now, has that been a wise decision? I don't think there's anything necessarily about the premise that screams a big screen essential, okay? It's about these four middle-aged male friends, one of whom is Martin, played by Mads Mikkelsen. They work together as teachers and have, for various reasons, become concerned that their lives are, are stuck in ruts. Um, one of them, Nikolai, played by Magnus Milang, he mentions a theory one night when they're out for dinner together, uh, which is a theory that was come up with by an entirely real Norwegian psychiatrist, that humans' natural blood alcohol level is suboptimal and that it should ideally be kept hovering around the two glasses of wine mark. Okay, so slightly buzzy, not wasted, but just that little bit kind of enlivened by alcohol, and it makes you I, more sociable, more convivial, like we both are now, in fact. Let me um, just add, Robbie, I know this is so bizarre, but it reminds me so much as a concept of a Michelin Web sketch. Have you ever watched this? Where there's No, this, I don't think I've seen this one. It's incredible. There's this shadowy cabal, the secret society, referred to at one point as the inebriati, or the Knights Tiplar, very good, where everything would just work out better if you'd had... Not quite two drinks. And when I first heard about this, it was just a topic of conversation with me and all of my friends. We couldn't wait to see this movie because it was, what a great idea. Not only do you get the funny side of things, but here you get the much more serious, at times funny side of things. But it is just that fantastic idea that is rooted, as you say, partly in some sort of science, which makes it all the more discussable. Yeah, well, look, I've often said how much Mitchell and Webb have in common with Norwegian psychotherapy. So there we yes. are, yet more proof to that theory. And so, look, the foursome, as, as, as do Mitchell and Webb, they decide to put the theory to the test and they start tippling covertly throughout the day at school. And they, they adopt this kind of additional rule from Ernest Hemingway, which is that at 8pm every night you have to stop drinking so that by the morning you're fresh and hangover-free and ready to start again. And wonder of wonders, it initially has... A positive effect. So Michael's a history teacher who's who's known and, and dreaded among his pupils and their parents for the extreme dryness of his lessons. But after a swig of vodka, he loosens up, he becomes more animated, more engaging, the kids start to respond better, he's able to kind of do these little tangential riffs on, you know, Winston Churchill, of course, was a famous drinker, but look, he was such a great wartime leader, so it can't be all bad. Hitler was teetotal, and look, he's obviously, you know, I don't want to don't want to be controversial, your Hitler generally agreed to be to be not a nice chap. Um, and, and, and Churchill, you know, obviously a great world leader. So, so these, these things he's able to draw on and kind of bounce around and the kids become much more engaged. He becomes a much more playful father with his two teenage sons. He becomes more amorous towards his wife. There's a sense that this relationship has become very kind of in this slough of long-termness. He's able to inject some chemistry back into there. And the same thing goes in, 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 in different ways for his, his three friends as well. Of course, if there's one thing we know about big nights out they're inevitably followed by a morning after. And of course, it turns out that all four of these men, these, these benefits that come with alcohol, are not sustainable without a cost. So look, it's a funny, intriguing premise. Uh, is it a big screen experience? 100% yes. Here's why. I initially saw this film during its award season run on my laptop. I saw it again a few weeks uh, ago in, in the cinema when cinemas were starting to reopen. Now, this early scene where the four men discuss the blood alcohol theory takes place at a birthday meal during which Mickelson's character originally starts by drinking only water because it's a, a school night. Now, his friends start teasing him about this. 
but they also start to ask him about how his life is going. And as the camera holds on Mickelson's face, you see him crumple on the inside only. Okay, it's the most, that's the only way I can possibly describe it. It's the most extraordinary bit of subtle, uh, but incredibly um, emotionally engaging screen acting. And it's so much richer and more moving and really elucidates what the themes of this film actually are when you see it big and you can really revel into and get under the skin of that reaction because that reaction shot is the moment on which, for me, the entire film pivots because you can see that while nothing is wrong in this guy's life, also everything is wrong. And the film is alive with these great moments of performance like that. Thomas Bolarson, who uh, plays a PE teacher, he has wonderful moments with this little kid uh, who he nicknames Specs out on the football field. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, he has enormous affection for this kid. He treats him a little like the son he never had. We learn a little bit more about his, uh, his, his, his life story as the film goes on. And the moments of chemistry like that, where you need to kind of be reading these images at scale, are so much more involving. The chemistry between the four friends, by the way, is wonderful. It's also tragically plausible. So there's this clever contrast Vinterberg establishes between uh, the friendship between these four and the antics of their pupils. They're all on the brink of adulthood. They're all vibrating with life. They're going out drinking together to be outrageous, revel in young life's possibilities. And there is this understated wistfulness, I think, on the part of the four teachers' embrace of alcohol that ultimately this is what they're trying to recapture. This is what they're trying to scratch the way back to. And alcohol is a means to an end to this. It's not a coming of age film. It's, it's kind of the opposite of that. It's a going of youth film, if that makes sense. And there's this wonderful scene where the four of them get together uh, as part of the experiment, of course. So this is all for scientific purposes. They get together, they mix some whiskey cocktails and they listen to some records. And I was sitting watching it thinking, this is me. This film is speaking to me directly and purely this is all i want to do with my friends i just want to sit here and have a whiskey cocktail and listen to records and why is alcohol an instrumental part of that that's what's so in, in, incredibly cleverly about the way this film is built what's alcohol doing why is it getting these guys into this particular state that they can't reach without it now interestingly it doesn't go for all-out comedy or all-out melodrama and it's deeply ambivalent about the role the social value that alcohol plays itself I don't want to discuss the final scene too much because I think you it's, it's, it's good to experience it fresh. But what I will say is it ends on this note of triumph that is also brilliantly ambiguous. Um, it's, it, it makes you kind of reflect on where, where has Mads Mikkelsen's character come on this journey? Where has he got to? Has he actually got anywhere? Is he just gearing up for another round. So this idea of recursion and repetition that is inherent in the translated title, I think, is totally key to it. Now, look, that tonal ambiguity is not new with Winterberg whatsoever. So I don't know if you've seen his 2012 film, The Hunt, uh, also with Mads Mikkelsen as this nursery school teacher who's wrongly accused of child abuse. That also trod this very uneasy moral line. And I think possibly because of Winterberg's past association with, with Lars von Trier, so the two of them were leading lights of the, the Dog Me 95 movement, there can be a sense with this film sometimes that they're playing a trick on you. So they're manipulating the audience to feel a certain way while simultaneously chuckling up their sleeve at the, at the same audience for getting them into this kind of emotional position. Now, some people felt that The Hunt, because of this you know, wrongfully accused man who's played by Mads Mikkelsen, who has one of the most kind of ambiguously villainous faces in all of cinema, that the film is essentially this kind of long-form joke on its audience. I, I, I get that. 
Um, and I think with another round, it, you can argue that too. You know, it's essentially intellectualizing this totally banal midlife crisis these four guys are undergoing, which has the most obvious plot arc imaginable from, you know, the kind of pre-sesh through to the disastrous morning after and then back to the pre-sesh again. But to me, that's really rich and it's really involving and it's asking fascinating questions about this relationship with alcohol that we have why we turn to it what are we hoping to recover or unlock by using it why can't we unlock these things while we're sober what are the unspoken social contracts and hypocrisies that surround alcohol it poses all of those questions it makes you reflect on them and it doesn't provide any answers at all i think it sweeps you up and it makes and then it makes you reflect and it makes the sweeping up experience and the reflection experience both extremely satisfying i would say but i know it's not been blanket re received well by critics and I'm, I'm very intrigued as to what you thought i could talk about this film for hours i find it eminently discussable or discussable whatever the right word is as i mentioned earlier i was keen to talk about it before i'd even seen it like the whole concept the whole idea the combination of director and actor everything was just so delicious and tantalizing I really, really, really want to underline what you were saying about that, that moment where you see Mads, again, first name terms, drinking. You know, there's some caviar. You can't have caviar without vodka, it turns out. I don't necessarily know. And it begins. And there's this moment where you see a little bit of that evil villain. He's playing with a Casino Royale, maybe a bit of Doctor Strange type. Uh, he's drinking, and obviously Hannibal, but drinking red wine. And, the, and the, his lips go red. And there's a little bit oozing out of his mouth and you go, oh, yes, you know what you're doing. This is fantastic. And the way the camera is placed throughout the movie is often quite close up. And we've got a face like Mads Mikkelsen's to work with. Absolutely, please do it. And it's shot within school, so often there isn't that much space to put the camera anywhere. Particularly majestic, even if he were to want to. But I really like watching people, like you say, have this fantastic opportunity to act, just act as a very boring man, but fascinatingly. He is a history teacher that is dull. He's like a shadow of a man. And yet, because he's so good, because the way it's put together is so excellent, you can read into so much and see, you put it so well, what's going on underneath his skin. And watching the movie just with that in mind is a great pleasure, in addition to everything else. I think it's about masculinity. I think, honestly, most of the female characters are just out and out sidelined. And I think that's a, you know, a, a purposeful decision. It's about the lack of joie de vivre. It's about a lack of you-ness, forgetting who you are. I agree there's something to say about the ending, but we can't properly do it here for obvious reasons. I but, would be really interested in future weeks yeah. to hear how, what people think the emotional charge of that ending is. Is it yes. positive? Is it negative? Is it in the middle? Are we supposed to be thrown by it? Are we supposed to rejoice in it? Because it's such a great final shot. The whole it last really, sequence. really, really is. And I, I put it up there with it. I've got, I've got a list. I don't want to give away what it is, but the, what they do with the final shot is something that I keep a list of. 